Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner and also just someone trying to find success in their life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Adam Bankers, alongside Ron Greenbaum, and we're very excited to welcome Michaela Hunt, the Chief Communications Officer at the Ohio Department of Commerce, the owner of Michaela Media, and the co-host of What Matters with a guest we had on last week, Mindy Dreyer. Michaela, welcome to the show. Adam, I am thrilled to be here and to spend some time with you guys. Yeah, and Ron, how are you doing today? The pretty face of our show, as we like to call you. You know, I'm doing real well. I mean, I think, you know, the thing about Ohio is, though, there probably won't be any more sun till April, so I'm trying to adjust <laughs> to that. A lot of vitamin D. Oh, I know. It's kind of a shame. We, are, we actually are recording the day before there's some trick-or-treating going on in a lot of neighborhoods, and I hear it's supposed to be extremely rainy tomorrow. So as if 2020 wasn't bad enough, we can't even have a nice day to at least walk outside. Seriously, I do not know what we're going to do in our house. I have an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, and we'll figure it out, but I hear it's supposed to be miserable. Yeah, what are they dressing up as this year? So I have a Power Ranger. One of them is going to be a Power Ranger, and the other one is going to be Spider-Man. That's the oh. plan right now. <laughs> Those are great two options. Sold my Power Ranger costume, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Red Power Ranger. Well, I, he's going to be a Red Power Ranger too, Ron. He could have been twins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, Ron's daughter was the Pink Power Ranger one year, so they could have been teamed up, and we could have had almost the whole Power Ranger crew. With that whole sign that they do, don't they cross their hands kind of in front of them? Is that what oh, they yeah, do exactly. or something along yeah. those lines? <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. I used to be a huge Power Ranger fan growing up, so I think I remember something about that. <laughs> I have a a 16-month-old, and we're dressing him up as Woody from Toy Story, so we're very oh, excited. <laughs> that's adorable. Ron, don't you remember those days like when they were cute? <laughs> um, right? Like when they did the cute things. Well, fortunately, you know, Adam's son is my grandson, so I, I still have a cute one around. Good, <laughs> good works. for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Michaela, how how have you been? If, if people aren't aware of who you are, do you have like, you know, a little elevator pitch of the awesomeness that is Michaela Hunt? Oh, well, when you make it sound like that, Adam. Um, yeah. So, basically, um, I guess you would call me, I, I communicate for a living and I've done it in multiple different ways. I spent about 20 years in TV news from every seat from producer to anchor. I spent the last, I want to say, seven years of my TV career as co-anchor of NBC4 Today at Channel 4 here in Central Ohio. So that was an awesome opportunity uh, to connect with so many people. And it was kind of the rise of, you know, social media at that time. So between Twitter and Facebook, you know, you were able to communicate differently with your audience. It wasn't just talking to a camera. It was talking to your computer or your smartphone most days. So I felt really fortunate to do that. Um, around 2015, I started Michaela Media, which is my brand journalism company. And from there, really helped businesses understand how to tell their story in a way that resonated with their clients, customers, patients. More of that TV style, right? Where you're getting that authentic person centric story coming from your business. So I it's called brand journalism. And so I kind of moved that direction for five years and then was recruited by the state of Ohio to come in and work with their communications department inside the Department of Commerce to make it proactive and visual and to really tell the commerce story. So it's exciting to be recruited into a job like that after doing something on your own for many years. 
Definitely, definitely. And then so and then on the side of all that, you also co-host the What Matters show with Mindy Dreyer, who we had on last week, who was just a wonderful guest that we were just laughing the whole time, pretty much. That is so Mindy. And yeah, you know, I, I hate to say, oh, I do this and I do this and I do this. But truly, <laughs> that is my life right now. And I, and I do love it. Um, and it's so nice to have my toe dipped into more traditional media still. I always say that about what matters. Get to have great conversations with those folks who are listeners. And I actually started in radio before I was in TV. I I did that when I was in college full time during the summers. So it kind of was like coming home because I worked for an AM radio station in the town that I grew up in as kind of their reporter afternoon drive anchor. So to do what matters and to to have this radio component to what I do is really neat because it, it feels like coming home. And my dad, which I think, Ron, you might know this. We talked about it a little bit, but my dad actually had a radio show when I was like seven years old called Around Your House. He was a business owner, had um, a mill, hardware store, lumberyard, all of that. And he would go on the radio every Saturday morning on the same AM station that I worked for in college. And he would talk to people about what was going around around their house. They would call in, they would ask him questions, and he would explain what they needed to do. Yeah, you know, I think we did talk about that. And, you know, it's always great to be able to to help people and give them some uh, good advice. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's enough of those shows on anymore, although I love what you and Mindy do. And I love being on it as well. But, uh, you know, it is about what matters. And especially today, it's uh, very, very meaningful. Yeah. And media has changed, right? I mean, I think whether it's something niche you're looking for, like an around your house or grow like like a pro, um, or it's something like what matters, or it's something like what we see on our TVs every night, if we flip them on and, you know, now it's through Roku or, you know, some streaming service, but there have been changes in media. So it's been interesting to grow up in the last 25 years within this industry, I guess I'll put it that way. Um, because I, I've seen massive changes that I didn't suspect I would see when I was in college getting my broadcast degree. Yeah. And, and so was broadcasting always the plan? Like, was that, I mean, I know you, you, your dad had the show and everything, but did you know you kind of wanted to get into the, you know, entertainment and broadcast business? So broadcast always was the plan. I think I remember my dad taking me into the radio station early on Saturday mornings, picking up some donuts and some coffee. I wasn't drinking the coffee, obviously, but um, I remember him taking me in with him and just really loving that environment. And so I was also in love with writing as a kid, creative writing. And so I think TV offered this opportunity to write and then talk with people. My, my mother says I could talk my way out of the paper bag. Um, so I think it was just this combination of talking with people and writing that led me ultimately to broadcast. It's interesting you say entertainment value because it, or entertainment component, I should say. Adam, because entertainment never really was in it for me. I truly like lived this life of, I want to be a great journalist. I want to tell good stories that matter to the community. And I was terrible at the entertainment part of it. I really had to learn how to be better at hair and makeup and all that other stuff, uh, because it really was secondary to the reasons that I got into TV news. That's probably why you and Mindy are great partners, because she's uh, very gregarious. And obviously, I I think she might might bring some things to the table that are a little bit different. But that's what makes a great partnership. 
Oh, for sure. Mindy is the entertainer. She is the laughter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to laugh. And you, <laughs> you, you know, my husband, like he's hysterical. But um, at the same time, I like I like information. I like relationships. And so I think Mindy and I do make Ron a good pair because of kind of her side of the coin and my side of the coin as they come together to, to make up the show. That's really yeah, cool. a, as I said before, it's a great uh, show, and uh, and you were recently on the show, Ron. Or you're coming up on the show, or well, you've been I'm on there a couple times regularly. And uh, I m- actually missed a spot. I feel bad about it, but uh, those things happen, as they say. But I'll be on this coming uh, weekend again, and uh, you know, I put my two cents in for whatever it's worth, and I, you know, that's what happens when you get old, like me. You know, people actually. <laughs> I want to hear sometimes what you have to say, but uh, we do. And you know, I, I think what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about this weekend. You're coming in on Sunday, and I think we're gonna talk about workplace culture, which is such a critical conversation eight months into this pandemic. So, for those of you who are listening and who have an opportunity to tune in Sunday, Ron's gonna be on in our five o'clock hour. Um, I think it's gonna be a great conversation for folks who are managing employees. Um, or who are kind of part of the employee group, just looking for some guidance in the midst of all this. So, Ron, I'm really looking forward to the interview you'll do this weekend. Yeah, you know, it's a big part of what's happening at all my organizations. And, you know, what's interesting is we were going to have a town hall, and I I own six companies and, uh, you know, about 100, almost 200 people. And uh, all the... um, the presidents and the, some of the VPs chimed in and said, you know, we have a different culture than some of the other companies. And they were kind of afraid of it. So I, I want to talk about that for sure this weekend, because they made a lot of really valid points to me. And I learned a lot. Yeah, this is a uh, this is all great stuff. So I definitely encourage people to tune into what matters this Saturday, right? Was it Saturday? Was it Sunday? Sunday oh, from Sunday. four to six, Sunday, and yeah. Ron's coming on in the five o'clock hour. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's great. So we look forward to you know diving into a little bit more about Michaela's journey and everything right after this short break. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on six ten WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your co-hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Michaela Hunt, the Chief Communications Officer at the Ohio Department of Commerce, the owner of Michaela Media and the co-host of What Matters. And if you missed our last segment, we were talking to Michaela about you know, once again, how awesome she is in her career and broadcasting and, you know, being part of TV and radio and just all kinds of great, crazy things. And in, the, in this segment, I do kind of want to touch on your career, you know, and in TV and as a journalist and how it kind of evolved to owning your own company about, you know, brand journalism and everything. So, you know, when you started the whole, you know, journalistic journey that you've been on, what was it like? And what, what have you learned and how has, have things changed in these past years? Oh, such a big question. Um, so Adam, I think that, you know, as I started out, because I started out in 1999, which is, you know, 21 years ago when you look back at it. So that's a lot of time um, to look back on. When I started in TV news, we didn't have as many channels as viewers as we have right now. I'll put it that way, right? So there wasn't as much competing for your attention, Ron's attention, my attention. So, um, you know, you had your cable news outlets and you had your um, network TV stations, right? 
And so working at a network affiliate, that's where people went to get local information. That was really the only place you could go to get information locally. And the advent of Facebook, Twitter, um, MySpace, honestly, in the first place, um, that really changed the way that we distribute information and we absorb information locally. So I was there through that evolution. And so what we find is, or at least what I saw as things were changing when I was at Channel 4, because that's really when Twitter and Facebook were kind of on the up and up. I remember when Facebook was for college students only when I was right. working back in Illinois, right? Um, so at Channel 4, you, you notice people starting to interact with you there and slowly but surely moving content that we were producing towards those platforms. And it's really interesting because I think, you know, I went to a great journalism school, the University of Missouri. I went there for their journalism school. And what I will say is um, it was one of those situations where I don't think my journalism professors saw this coming. And I think this industry did not foresee what was going to happen in the digital world. So it's fascinating to see now the news industry try to keep up with something that has just really flourished in ways that no one would have expected 25 years ago. Yeah, without a doubt. Was it was there anything that you were a little hesitant to that kind of is a norm now or something that took you a while to kind of get over? Oh, that's a good question. So I think the thing that was a little bit different for me was using other people's content in news stories. So now with the way that newsrooms are staffed compared to how they were 20 years ago, there's there's less people covering just as many, if not more stories, just given the fact of all the kinds of information that is shared out there and different leads that we can track down as reporters when you're looking when I'm looking from that space. So um, I, I think the thing that I had to get used to was you know, kind of that user generated content, that's what they call it in that news industry, Um, accepting content from other people, and sometimes even companies sharing B-roll and those kinds of things. Um, It used to be a big no-no to use that if you were inside a newsroom. But I've seen news managers change their tune on that a bit, just because of staffing levels. Um, So it doesn't directly relate back to social media, but it sort of does because viewers now can send in clips easily through Facebook, right? And whatnot. So I think I was a little hesitant because you just, you, you had your videographer, you went to shoot the story, everything was coming from you. You went to the press conference, it was coming from your camera, um, plugging into the malt box. And that just has changed. So I think I was a little hesitant about that. And the other thing that I would say that I was hesitant about is, you know, when, when you when you grow up and you're looking up to some people like Barbara Walters, right? Um, Connie Chung. Um, I think that kind of from a experience level, you expect as you move along in your career to work with people who are a little more experienced. And as I got towards the end of my time in TV, that just wasn't the case anymore. Um, and with that, there's some training and some understanding that you have to do with folks. I was not in a management position to do that, but I think I was a little hesitant sometimes about what I was reading or if we had all the right information because not all the time. I had some great folks that I worked with. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you had people who just weren't savvy enough within the news realm yet. And we're writing copy here for central Ohio, you know, market 32 in the country. So I think I was a little hesitant and maybe not as trusting, um, in certain cases because of that. Um, and, and that was hard. 
You know, that's interesting that you say that. Um, you know, I'm very good friends with Dan Bradley, and he uh, always talked about the challenges uh, that he faced and with different news directors and bringing people in. Uh, and uh, he had to have a trust factor as well. And, uh, you know, we, we had some very uh, long conversations about it, uh, the difference between, as they call it, church and state and how big advertisers started, you know, uh, lobbying a little bit harder to, to be part of the news. So, um, and I personally was involved with uh, a little bit of that because, you know, every time it rained, uh, it seemed like every rookie news reporter, the first thing that they told him was, hey, uh, go call the basement doctor and you get the <laughs> story. So, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of funny, but... Uh, I have great respect for Dan, too. I'm, I'm sorry? I was going to say, Ron, I have great respect for Dan, too. Dan is one of the reasons that I'm in Columbus, Ohio, actually. I don't think you and I have talked about this before. Um, but great respect for him and who he is as a journalist, who he was as a general manager. Um, really, really great guy when it comes to how he sees journalism and news. So I'm sure Dan and I would agree on a lot. I'm sure I would have agreed with a lot with Dan in that conversation. Yeah, super, super individual. He, he and his wife both. Yeah. And who who is he, for those who are unfamiliar? He was the uh, president and general manager of the local um, NBC4 affiliate here in Columbus. Gotcha, gotcha. And he was the VP of News for Media General uh, prior to coming into Columbus. Uh, had seen a lot over his career. Yeah, he started out as a cameraman in Toledo, Ohio, which is where he was from. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Worked his way up through uh, in uh, many years. And I love those Very stories. sharp guy. Nice. And as speaking of kind of working your way up, so Michaela, you mentioned that you were, you've kind of seen it all in the TV realm, you know, working through the different stations and different positions and stuff. What, what did you enter in the TV world as, and what was, I mean, I, you know, everyone wants to be obviously the anchor and the big, the big person on TV and everything, but was there another position that you just really fell in love with, even though after, even, even before you got to anchor? So, um, it's one of those situations, Adam, where I actually had an opportunity to be a leadership consultant for a national organization and travel the country for a year in the year 2000, which was very interesting because it was the year before September 11th. So I was on a plane every five days traveling to a different fraternal organization on a college campus. So I had this resume tape from working at a commercial affiliate in central Missouri and it was old by the time I was done with this traveling job that was only for one year. So I had to go back in as a producer. I didn't have a tape to get back into um, a traditional reporting spot. And, you know, I love producing. I love um, collecting all of the different stories and placing them basically in what looks like an Excel spreadsheet, but it's like a really cool one, that program that newsrooms use um, and then writing those stories. So I really did enjoy that. But what I, what I, didn't love that led me to get back into reporting as much as I really liked producing was not talking with people. I didn't get the opportunity to have conversations like this, do interviews with people. Um, so that's what I missed. And so ultimately, while I liked producing a lot, and I think it gave me a different sensibility when it came to reporting and anchoring that is really important that not all reporters and anchors have, um, I was ready to get back into reporting because I missed people. Like at the end of the day, I just missed people. 
Yeah, there is something about that that people element that is really special. I mean, that's obviously why we do this show and a lot so many people. And I think, especially in the you know coronavirus times, it's <laughs> it's always good yeah. to to have a have a talk with someone who you, you when you're usually just kind of stuck at home. <laughs> yes, most definitely. So, what was the journey like from going to TV to starting your own company? Like, when was that decision made, and how was uh what what was the start of all that? Well, it was totally unexpected. And I've been pretty frank about that part of my journey publicly. Um, We had some changes. Actually, Dan Bradley retired from Channel 4. And um, we had a new general manager come in. We also had a new news director come in because our news director left to pursue another um, professional situation, uh, Michael Fayback, who was absolutely fantastic. So when you see management changes, obviously in TV, it's a very subjective I would say industry. And so I believe, I can tell you for a fact, but I believe that the news director at the time was looking for something a little bit different than me on the morning show. Um, So with it, um, all that I, I really know, because obviously I don't know a lot, is they chose not to renew my contract. And it was a huge surprise because, you know, at that point, I think I had worked for 16 or 17 years in the business, um, had worked my way up. Um, from that producer seat into the reporter seat into the weekend anchor seat and then came back to Columbus and started again as a general assignment reporter and worked my way back into anchor and and just really um, have a I have to say my dad put a really and my mom put a really good work ethic in me so it was it was devastating to lose my job because in essence that's what it was especially because I didn't know why and um, with it I had to figure out a way to start over. And I didn't necessarily want to leave Columbus because Columbus had become home to my husband and I, my husband was still working at channel four, talk about awkward. Um, And uh, so I said, okay, so what can I do? And I had a non-compete, which the station was trying to hold me to, even though it wasn't legal. And I didn't think I could get out of it. I found out 90 days later that they were not going to hold me to the non-compete anymore. So in that 90 days, I'd already set up an LLC and said, you know what, I'm going to help other people tell their stories in the way that I know how to tell stories. And that's how Michaela Media was born. That's fantastic. And, you know, I look forward to learning a bit more about Michaela Media and like you said, the brand journalism side of things when we return from a short break. So stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Michaela Hunt, the Chief Communications Officer at the Ohio Department of Commerce, the owner of Michaela Media and the co-host of What Matters. And in our previous segments, once again, we talked about Michaela's story, her rise through TV and and starting shows and just being an overall awesome person. And in this segment, we kind of want to talk a bit more about her journey starting her own company and becoming an expert in what's called brand journalism and how she's helped people. So Michaela, what I'd like to just kind of continue where we jumped off with uh, the start of, you know, Michaela Media. Well, it's one of those things where you're devastated, but then there's this blessing in disguise, right? I mean, truly a moment to grow that you didn't know you would have in your lifetime. I mean, I was so focused, Adam and Ron, on 
being a good TV journalist, being a good person in the community, kind of a connector, if you will, to viewers. And all of a sudden, everything is upended. And, you know, I had young kids at the time and uh, didn't know what I was supposed to do, but I knew Columbus was the place I wanted to be. My sister lives in the city in Chicago with her family, and it's a great town. Uh, but too too much going on there for me to live there. You know, I would be in the suburbs, couldn't be in the city. Columbus offered the right combination. My other sister lives in Atlanta, so same thing. You live in the suburbs, you have to drive, you know, an hour and a half anywhere. So um, I knew I wanted to stay in Columbus, knew I could help people tell their stories, and didn't really know about this thing called brand journalism. I had someone mention it to me. I was doing kind of, as you should do, I think, when you are going through a major change. I had um, I had a friend um, say to me in these coffee, I, I call them coffee chats because I said I was going to meet each week with four to five people to kind of interview them and, and ask questions about what I should be doing next. So a friend of mine, um, I sat down with her at Roosevelt Coffee House and she said, oh, have you heard about brand journalism? And I said, no, what's that? And so I started to kind of research and it was a fairly new kind of concept at the time that a lot of companies were moving towards. Not too many freelancers, if you will, working in this area at that point, um, maybe one or two that I ended up connecting with, but it's basically companies treating what they're doing inside their organization like news. And so my best example is Nestle Purina in St. Louis. They looked they looked at, you know, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and then they looked at their Facebook following and guess which had more following online. It was their Facebook page. So they said, you know what, I'm going to, the, the company said, you know what, we're going to start producing our own content and pushing it out both internally and also on our external facing website. And so um, they they have editorial meetings. When they, when they started out doing this, they had daily editorial meetings with their communications and marketing staff. They talked about what was going on inside the company that they could share internally and also what they could share externally. Started producing videos, started producing blogs, and therefore had this kind of brand journalism section, if you will, that they built within their marketing and comms world at Nestle Purina. And so I heard about that and I said, why couldn't I help Smaller companies do that, smaller to mid-sized companies. And so Michaela Media came out of that. So ways to be able to tell stories through videos, through um, authentic social media components, and also some media training mixed in because, you know, I wasn't going to throw away the 17 years I had in TV and people need to be able to tell their story when media come to interview them, right, or request to interview them. So that's, those were kind of the services that I combined and it went over really, really well. I joined um, NABO, the local organization for women business owners, the NABO chapter. It's a national group actually here in Columbus. I'm currently on the board of directors, believe highly in what they do for women in business. And um, it just, it, it was this great space where I was able to have this life of an entrepreneur that I never knew that I was going to have. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like I think we were mentioning earlier, how change is scary, but it also kind of propelled you forward. And it's just, it's great to see how much you've succeeded and grown. And I mean, obviously, you've, you were awarded 40 under 40 and have had found all kinds of great success. So we're just, we're so happy to see it. Thank you. It's it's really meaningful. And Ron, you know, it, and I know you know this from some of the things that you've done. When you have to pick yourself up by the bootstraps to get something done and make something work in your life, you learn a lot about yourself. You grow in ways you never believe you would grow. 
Absolutely. You know, I've, branding has always uh, been uh, fascinating to me. And, you know, people mistake, uh, companies mistake the, like a trademark uh, for a brand. A brand is how people feel about you. That's really as a company, you know, people do business with people. They don't do business with a trademark. And, uh, you know, part of it is uh, we call it reputation management as well. You know, I, I do own a marketing company. And, you know, it, it was interesting because when you were talking, I was thinking to myself, you know, we sometimes internally lose track of how important it is to just keep maintaining the brand and and the brand is, is your culture as well. And it takes a long time to do, you know, I've been at it now as the basement doctor for many, many years. And, uh, you know, it's still, we did, the, I did the heavy lifting in the beginning and, you know, it's when people start talking about you as a company or as an institution, uh, that's when you're successful. It's not when you necessarily talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you've done such a great job with telling that story. So it, it, it becomes about what you're doing for people and a little bit about your background. And that's the key to good storytelling. Yeah. I, you know, again, I think that you're exactly right. And uh, that's, that's, that's very interesting. And I'm sure you've helped a lot of people, a lot of companies, you know, uh, I was interviewed yesterday morning on a on a podcast. Uh, somebody out of Connecticut found me and wanted said, you know, we have we want to feature people that on one subject. You know, we don't want you to deviate, and we've selected you to talk about branding because we did some uh, research and f we felt that you had one of the best brands in terms of being able to immediately identify what you do and who you are. Mm -hmm. and, I thought that was great. I mean, uh, you know, I was on uh, with a gentleman that's a young man, and he said, you know, one of the biggest things I, I, when I, I was excited because I'm trying to build my company and my own personal brand. He said, I'm 34 years old, and I've really just uh, lost my job two years ago mm -hmm. and uh, started my own company. And, you know, he was, he was very, he was great to talk to. But if you, you, to talk with you to identify, I always tell people you've got to identify what you're passionate about and what you're good at. And when those thing, two things come together, you can build an amazing company. Absolutely. And you, you need to really have other people buy in. If, they, if you don't have the buy in to a culture or a brand, then, you know, all you're doing, you're, you're really kind of wasting the front line, you know, I always say the front line affects the bottom line and people that you have out in the community or even the marketing you do that that's going to affect people. So you've got to really understand that. And it, it all starts with the core of uh, who you are in terms of a brand and that, you know, companies don't start themselves. A person started that company and usually that's where the company goes is, uh, you know, now I mean, if a company's a couple hundred years old, you know, you could, there's a lot of changes, different ownership, stockholders, things like that. But, you know, the first 30, 40, 50 years of a company really decides kind of their, whether they're going to, how long they're going to last and how successful they're going to be. That's a really interesting point about the buy-in because you have to do the work, right? You have to like almost 
get into to what you're trying to do and, and make some decisions, then you have to get other folks to buy in. What, for Ron, for you, when you've been working on the brand, working on what you're doing, what, what do you do when there's obstacles to buy in? How do you figure that out? Well, you have to communicate. It's all about communication. So you got to ask questions. You know, you, you've got to head some things. You got to, first of all, you have to hire the right, as a, as a business owner, you have to hire the right people, period. And then it's up to you to make sure most people come in with a good attitude. They come in ready to be excited to learn. Uh, and, you know, a lot of business owners squelch that. They don't understand that. And so in the beginning, I try to uh, to ask people just how, how was your first day? You know, I used to, you know, I'm kind of operationally irrelevant, but I think that the people that uh, are in my HR department or the people that are uh, team leaders, I've taught them as soon as somebody finishes their first day, you need to, the first thing you need to do is say, how was it? How do you feel? And and there, you can't over communicate with people in the mm-hmm. beginning. You got to under make them understand you care about them and then fill in the gaps on their training because uh, it's really important to make sure people understand what the mission is. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it's a it's a two way street when you have a business because you want someone to respect you and they you have to respect them and then everyone wants to work together. So it's a it's really kind of a, a tango, a dance, if you will. It so is. It's a super important and great lesson. So thank you both for sharing that. And unfortunately, we do have to take one more break before our last segment with Michaela. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on six ten WTVN, and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Michaela Hunt, the Chief Communications Officer at the Ohio Department of Commerce, the owner of Michaela Media and the co-host of What Matters. And unfortunately, we're at my least favorite segment once again, which is the final segment, meaning we soon have to let Michaela go because she shared some awesome stories and really, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us, Michaela. But we have a few minutes left with you. So I kind of want to talk about you know, eventually what the future holds, but also how, you know, coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic has kind of impacted your business and your career. And, you know, doing a bit of research, I saw you actually had a positive test, I hear. I did, right? So here I was working in state government, working on um, some of the messaging, you know, and some of the communications that we had in the midst of COVID. And then I got it, which was, it was, it was, it wasn't good to get it, but you have a better understanding of it from oh, for sure. an individual perspective once you have it. So um, I am two months since I've been cleared from having it. So that's really good for me because it was exhausting. And as we've talked about, I do a little bit of everything. And so time is premium in my life. So I'm really glad to be feeling better. Um, you know, from from the perspective of what I do, Adam, for you know my work in all different ways, I think with the radio show, what's been interesting is we've had some really frank discussions about what matters to people during this time and how they feel about where we are um, as, a, as a culture right now when it comes to some of these health concerns, right? Um, there's lots of different opinions on it. So what matters is given kind of like a judgment-free platform to talk a little bit about it. So I think COVID has impacted the radio show that way, you know, because I was recruited by the Department of Commerce in 2019 to to come in and apply my kind of brand journalism techniques to what they're doing in their communication section there. I 
kind of wound down, I would say, some of the Kayla Media. It's, I still do some things here and there for clients um, on weekends or uh, if I take a day off or off hours. Um, still doing a lot of media training because people, I mean, it's changed, right? Like how we're doing this podcast today or the Zoom or Microsoft Teams call you might do with a TV reporter who's working from their house. People need to know the skills to do an interview a little bit differently because it is it is different when you're on a camera that's on your computer and talking with media. So uh, COVID's impacted Michaela Media in that regard because I'm, I'm training people on how to be relevant during this time if their message kind of connects back to what we're going through, but also the actual techniques that you need to use um, to look good and to sound good on Zoom and to get your point across, right, with reporters that you're talking with. And then in my full-time job at Commerce, you know, we have done a lot of work um, with the liquor industry. The Division of Liquor Control is one of our divisions. So it's been a really important time for bars and restaurants. We just announced a $38.7 million assistance fund. Um, Each of our licensees will get, um, each of our licensees in on-site consumption category will get $2,500 checks cut if they apply for it through this website, businesshelp.ohio.gov. So, I mean, working in state government, huge impact, you know, from what we've seen from COVID. And we're the chief, the chief regulatory agency for the state of Ohio. So we work with tons of business owners and we know this has impacted them. And we, we've been standing ready to help and communicate in every way we can. Yeah, it's uh, sounds like you're adapting and making stuff happen. So glad to hear it. It's what you got to do. And I think it's uh, you've you're kind of been in a career, especially in TV, where things are constantly changing. And this is this is a pretty big one. But it's <laughs> I'm like sure breaking you're news. To you're totally <laughs> exactly. right. It's it's been like living in a breaking news world. And here's the thing that I'll tell you: Adam and Ron is not healthy, and my husband's on my case all the time. When you're so busy not taking a break from sitting in front of your computer. I will tell you, I am terrible about that. And I need to do more of that because I will literally get up to go to the bathroom and I'll come right back in. I mean, Marcus has brought me breakfast. He's brought me lunch many days um, from the kitchen into my office just because it's been that busy. So I need to change my ways about that. Yeah. And he Love is to- Adam. I know I do. I feel like that sometimes too, but it's nice having a little guy and a dog because they force me to get up and play with them and go on walks. And, you know, that's, that's what you got to take the good with the bad. And I will say it, it is nice that I feel like this, this uh, whole pandemic has kind of forced us to look a bit outside our normal lives and take stock of what we have and be thankful for everything. So you got to well, try. I'm thankful, but you need to give me some guidance on the rest of it because when you're yeah. so busy, it's really hard to break away. And That's I think very probably true. a lot of families who have someone like in a role like I have probably are feeling very similar. And it's yeah. one parent who's taking on the majority of the work, so it's hard on my husband. I know that. Right. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, uh, fortunately, we have to look at the positive side of things and that this thing will not last forever. And we'll be back to, you know, some kind of normal and hopefully the near future. And what does this future look like for Michaela? And also, how can people stay in touch with you? Well, I I think the future right now looks like, you know, growing the Ohio Department of Commerce in terms of awareness amongst, you know, people throughout the state of Ohio and how we can help consumers as well as businesses, um, because we we protect so much of people's assets from what we regulate. So you'll continue to see stories coming out from the Department of Commerce from my team as I encourage them to tell stories and create more of that brand awareness. Um, and you know, but you can always get a hold of me because obviously I'm doing five different things and someone listening might be needing something or a part of something that I should get involved with. Um, my email address is Michaela at Michaela and that's M I K A E L A. 
and people can reach me there. Um, I'm on Twitter at Michaela Hunt News. That's another great way to hit me up as well. Great. And then obviously we have What Matters every Sunday from 4 to 5 on 610 WTVN. And do you have any final thoughts for four all of our six, listeners? Out there? What, 4 to 6? Yes. Oh, four to six. Four to six. <laughs> four to Ron, six. One of my, Ron, one of my regular listeners with Mindy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I So I would just say, you know, having a conversation about what matters and being able to talk with each other um, on terms that are respectful are more important than ever and having some laughter too. So folks should definitely try to tune in because you're going to get that. And I don't think you get that just everywhere right now. And so we've created almost what I would call a little bit of a sacred space for those kinds of conversations. And I think it lifts the soul a little bit. Definitely. Well, that's awesome. Well, Michaela, thank you so much for joining us this week. And we hope to have you back on in the future. And I encourage everyone to listen to Ron's next next appearance on what matters and just check them out because you and Mindy are doing such a great job and it's a, it's really a joy to listen and and I'm thankful that I can contribute at times. Ron and Adam, I'm, I'm so thankful for the compliments and thank you for having me, Ron. I'm so glad you're a part of what matters and I can't wait to talk to you next. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. Well, Michaela, thank you. Ron, thank you. Listeners, thank you all so much for joining us once again on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. And we look forward to coming back each and every week with a new incredible guest to help tell their story and give you tips to find successes and hopefully make that dream of yours come true. So make sure you can stay in touch with us by sending an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. You can find our show every Saturday at 5 p.m. on 610 WTVN, and you can download our podcast at the same time on all your favorite podcast services. So until next time, I hope you have a great day and or night, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we will see you next week.